Welcome back to the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. That's right. I did not forget that we're presented by Parse Rum because Parse Rum is the best rum in the world. I actually saw, my mom sent it to me, a article in Town & Country. I don't know if you've ever seen that magazine, Town & Country, where they did the top, I believe, 15 high-end rums in the world, and Parse was on the list. Let's go. Parse. In, the least, in the least surprising news of the world. Yeah. But, but this you know is what? my question. My question is, are any of the other companies planting a tree in Columbia every time you buy a bottle? I go out on a limb not. and say no. Doubt I'll it. Go out on a limb and say no. Zach, you know what might be even more least surprising though? I'm not, I'm not, surprising? I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about No, it. it's not about the Super Bowl yet. I was going to say the fact that on last week's episode, Ian said big news coming in the coming days. And nothing has happened in the week. So what do you know? Ian's lying again. That means that all is right in the world. Exactly. I want everyone to know there's still big news coming. The big news just isn't ready to be announced yet. (laughs) There's a large news coming. Maybe that big news will just time perfectly with the start of spring training. Maybe. Because you, I was thinking that driving home today, I'm like, we like announced that we had big news and like we tweeted about it and just never came out. So it's not happened yet. We're experimenting this week with uh, a new platform to record this on. So could be great. Could be terrible. I'm just waiting for us to have to redo it all after this first try. I would be so sad. We're if we have to redo it, we're not having a podcast this week. It's just done. <laughs> I, I concur. I concur with that. Zach. Before we talk about how good Tom Brady is, you are officially in Florida. You're at the you're Lakeland. Not, in Lakeland, yep. But are you at an apartment or are yes. you at? No, so I am you, an apartment. You got a separate apartment away from the team hotel. We don't have a team hotel here. You know what that says? Not a team guy. They have dorms where it's like optional to live at. You don't grind? Go back to college days, man. You know, with the boys just hanging out. Play some cards. How's the how's your apartment? What would you give it's it? It's nice. It's it's cool. We uh I went in and tested today. Um the facility's awesome. The stadium is huge. But I will say, you know how we talk about big outfields, like a lot of hits. This is literally the biggest field I have ever I'm I'm I am convinced it's not legal within baseball's rules. It's like old polo grounds or something. Literally, bro, I went out after I tested and just on the field and I like looked and I was like that's not left field, is it? That's like a different county. How weird is it after being an organization for so long and knowing exactly where everything is and then going to a new facility where you know nothing? Yeah. No, it's literally like I was following a few guys. They were like, yeah, yeah, just come this way. And like they were walking like kind of quick. I was like, oh, hey, guys, I, I, let me hold your hand. I got to follow you. I have no idea where I'm going. When you see all the new faces, are you just so confused? Are you just looking at people like <laughs> – it's me, Zach. And I, I have a mask on, so I'm just like... They're probably like, oh, there's the new clubby. He's so cute. <laughs> it's rude. That's fucked up, man. Rude. <laughs> uh, also, Ian, uh, per report slash our statisticians team, uh, actually 29 seconds ago it was tweeted, Yadier Molina has re-signed with the Cardinals on a one-year deal. So this isn't breaking news because everyone will be hearing this tomorrow and they already know, but Do breaking you- news to us. Do you have a number on the contract, a monetary uh, value? John Heyman just tweeted Yadier Molina back to cards one year. I don't see any money yet. I really wonder what they're going to pay him because they gave Adam Wainwright a pretty fair shake. 
We should ask Dom You're- how much she deserves. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's he's one of those guys, though, that he, like, not had to retire, but, like, he, he's a cardinal. Like, if he wore any other uniform, you'd be like, eh, no, I don't see it. No. Doesn't it look right. Work. That it must be his work. brother Benji. His brother Benji's back. That's not him. Benji had to have played for all 30 teams, right? Pretty damn close, honestly. <laughs> the uh, The deal that they gave Wainwright was – the base was adequate, and then he had a nice incentive package, I think, to be able to get to make some more money. And so I assume they'll do the same thing with Yachty. I was going to say, I feel like the best thing to do, I mean, obviously veterans probably won't take the deal, but like incentive-wise, like if you play this amount of games, we'll pay you a good amount of money because you're obviously still good, but they're just betting on, or hoping you don't get hurt, and then they pay you to not play, basically. But yeah, and if you're the Cardinals, you have to take care of that guy. Like you oh, can't yeah. not. 100%. Still crazy how many guys out there that haven't been signed. Jackie Bradley, yeah, Justin Turner. Justin Turner, Ian. You probably shouldn't bring up any outfielders, man. You know, <laughs> Cubs could bring them in, and then there's some competition. I don't know. We already have a few. Where I'm trying to think of like what are who else is coming to camp for us? I feel like the off season was so slow that let, let, like, let me tell you, Ian. No, nobody knows. Nobody <laughs> knows who's coming to camp for us. Nobody. I was gonna, I was gonna say something. <laughs> Not a, not a single person knows. One person I does. I don't know if one person does. It's still TBD, honestly. Real quick, we should touch on this. I should have touched on it right when we started. But Pedro Gomez passing oh, yeah. away. Oh, yeah. I woke up to that news, and he was an incredible person. The kindest, most genuine person you could run into i did a i did a zoom this off season with him actually for parse and we talked to we talked to the kids um and man he i met him before obviously and had conversations but like he basically translated for me the whole time and how genuine he was his excitement to do that um he just always loved talking about baseball and he loved bridging the gap between the Latin American players and, and the American players and, and American fans. And uh, he will be missed by a lot of people. Every, everything I've seen on social media has just been praising just literally exactly what you said, just, you know, his energy, his like just passion for baseball and to help people, you know, just kind of kind of grow in the game or whatever, you know, just everybody had, so many positive even just stories like threads on on twitter you know how people do that like this is my favorite pedro gomez story where and it was just so many of them and you could just tell how many lives he really affected just through the game an incredible person and baseball lost a very very good man it was kind of crazy too it was like last night during the super bowl wasn't it like after the like right like right (laughs) at the end of the super bowl yeah Yeah. it was just kind of out of nowhere it was just yeah and you could see like zach said like on twitter Obviously, me and Zach didn't know him at all, or I've, I've never talked to him. No, I haven't. But, like, just all the praise he got. Like, you just seemed to be loved by everybody and just seemed like such a happy, genuine guy, like you said, Ian. Yeah, and I think his, son, his son's in the Angels organization. Yeah. His son's in Pro Bowl. Red Sox. Red Sox. Red Sox. Um, yeah, for real. All right, let's, let's talk about something that will make Zach really sad, which is that Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. He's the no. best – He's the best player of all time. I'm backing up Zach on this one. Listen, 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 listen. Zach, I'm with you here. I'm putting my foot down to be on your side. Thank you. 
in this debate. Tom Brady didn't win that Super Bowl. His defense won the Super Bowl. And the Zebras. The referees said, Tom, how can we help you today? They, they were like greeters at Meyer. Hi, how can we help you today? Oh, pass interference in the end zone. Okay. That was the one. It it was. I'm. I'm. And I was a very like unbiased fan. I did not care at all who won. I was like rattled with some of the calls. I'm like, these are some soft game changing calls. I mean, in the Super Bowl, you're gonna play ticky tack fouls. What are we doing? That was basketball. The whole defense would have fouled out in the first half. I mean, all he had to do was not make a mistake, and they. I mean, also people were saying like Mahomes had a bad game. Roll back Bro, the tape. You, the offensive line gave him negative 0.8 seconds. Hang on. I have to go. And there were some of these tweets today about him. It was like, well, I think you sent there, you sent one where there was one. He scrambled for 498 yards. Yeah. It was every me? single play. Well, first of all, the Bucks have an unreal D-line. Shaq Barrett, JPP, and Dominican Sue, Vita Vea, and – I mean, he was literally scrambling for his life every play, and then his receivers refused to help him all of a sudden. All of a sudden, his receivers couldn't catch the ball. And that one play that he was falling down. Like a diving Parallel with the ground, and he threw it and hit his receiver in the face mask. I'm like, hey, man, there's only so much you can do, Pat. Tom Brady was pressured on 9.5% of dropbacks in the first half. Patrick Mahomes, 57%. Mahomes was under pressure in 2.5 seconds or less on 43%. Brady, three plays at 10%. You, mean, flip, you flip those roles, you flip them, they don't, I don't think – I mean, no, I'm not saying that. Nope. I, I don't know, though. I don't know, though, because Tom Brady's the king of, like, getting out of his hand quick if he needs to. And he yeah, but he's also, the king at, he's also the king at not scrambling. As soon as somebody's there, he's just going down and taking a sack. Yeah. I, I don't think Mahomes right. played bad. I think his athleticism was incredible, and he did hit two receivers in the helmet in the end zone. <laughs> but Tom managed the game. He did. There were some. There were some calls, but he managed the game. I am amazed with his arm strength at 43 years old. He still throws rockets, and probably got I great can't, I can't help but root for a guy that came from that system and then proves why he's the best of all time. I can't help but root for him. Sorry. Why? Because he brought Gronk and AB to his team along with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Is that what you're saying? Wouldn't you follow top three defense? I no, I, I, would, would, I would. I'd like to do it on my own. I would follow. Oh, I'm with yeah. the, okay. Well, go I'm take that. Go take that 18th string quarterback from Kent State for your team too. <laughs> I. I would follow Tom Brady into a uh, inferno. He's just—he's incredible. He makes everybody around him better, and he's the best. Be, of all hey, time. be your own guy. Be your own guy. Lead your own troops. Zach, you got—you—you'll love my mom. She doesn't even like watch football, but she just comes down today and she goes, "Aren't you just kind of sick of Tom Brady? Like, just sick of him winning all the time?" And I'm like, I, I'm I, mean, I don't glad, I'm glad the rest of the country is seeing how sick of one human being people can be. <laughs> Also, I think Uh-oh. Tom Brady's getting younger. I think he's like, I think he's Benjamin Button aging. Like they showed that from his rookie year until now. Like he looks way better now than he did. You his see rookie those year. pictures? He really does. Bro, I mean, he, he was getting he some plastic had- surgery. I don't know, but <laughs> I mean, he looks incredible. His hair can't be real. It's got to be fake. From one fake hair guy to another, like that hair can't be real. <laughs> I don't know, dude. He's always had either like 
he's always had crazy haircuts where one year it'd be down to his shoulders and the other year it'd be perfectly manicured. I you know am, I, I, I'm just so sick to my stomach over that. I have one qualm about the game. And, and betting is legal here in Michigan, so I can speak of my bets because it's legal. Good point. First, I had Gronk to score touchdown. Thanks. Check mark. Second, I had Gronk to score two plus touchdowns. Thanks. Don't mind if I do. My qualm, how is he not MVP? Six yeah. for 60, two touchdowns. Tom had 201 yards and three touchdowns. Two of those were two Gronk. Two yep. fifths of his passing yards were two Gronk. Like, and that's my one friend said last night. To your point, Ian, he was like, oh, Tom managed the game so well. I was like, what did he have to do? I don't know if he made one throw, I, one tough the throw. The one throw he made was the Gronk one in the end zone, the first one. Or might have been the second one. Not, not – it was the second one where he had to It was to the second one, yeah, bit. where he scrambled. Yeah, and he kind of went on his own route. The first was one impressive. was a date. It was a, dot, it was a dot. But – I mean, how about the way – How about the way he read the defenses? Called that, the plays? I mean, he is the off him and Byron Leftwich together. What a what a magical combination it is. How about Byron yeah, Leftwich? I'm not gonna lie, back? Ian. That is kind of surprise. That's kind of surprising. You know who that is. I'm not gonna. I'm shocked. Ian knows who Byron Byron Leftwich. That's is. why he put, That's why he pushed me. That's why he pushed this back a little bit. He was doing some research. Sneaky football guy over here. Who's who's the defensive coordinator? No idea. Nobody cares about the defense. Ex Jets head coach, baby. Yeah. No, what I was. I'm not even like bashing Brady. It's when people I will. say, like, I will. And I get you're going from like a team you've played with for 18 years or whatever, how many years, to a brand new team, and then you win a Super Bowl. That's insane. But people are acting like he walked in and made the Bucks good. Like, look at their roster up and down. There is no better roster in the NFL. I will take the Bucks roster, take Mahomes and Brady out of it. I take Bucks roster over Chiefs roster. It's not even close because their defense is so good. This is why, this is why I do like Dakota. How about I mean I'm I'm siding with Zach on this. It's very rare we agree too. How about Brady going up to that corner the uh what Matthew? Tyron Matthew, is that his name? Yeah. That was electric. Electric. He he, he, he apologized. I saw you apologize. Yeah, he texted him after the game apologizing. Yeah, because he's a real sportsman. But you know what my problem is? Oh, my God. I, and is that I Tom Brady hate, instigated it. I don't even hate Tom Brady, but somehow Tyron Matthew gets on sports. Yep. And like, Tom Brady gets nothing. Tom nothing. Brady ran back at him. Like, nothing. what? He found him on the other side of the field and got in his face. I don't know how that's possible. But you know what? If you play for 20 years and you've been to 10 Super Bowls, maybe you deserve to have no penalties ever called on you. It's been happening for all 20 years. <laughs> you ever you ever see that that video of the referee talking to Michael Jordan? Like, I believe you, Michael. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> that's that's what if I was a ref in the NFL, that's what I would say to Tom Brady. Like, I'll never call a penalty on you, Tom. <laughs> and that's pretty much how it goes, that's, honestly. Yeah. I think he's I think he's played long enough. No. My biggest it was just kind of a stinker of a game, though. That's what sucked. Like it was it, brutal. Like it was, it was such a sick matchup going into it, and it just was brutal. It, yeah, I think Tony Romo was a little disappointed too, because the, the first half, Tony Romo was so, so hyped up, and then he just he had to keep him and Jim Nance had to just keep it going in the fourth quarter. They didn't really have much to talk about. Yeah, because it was basically like it was just over. Dakota and um, I were hold, Dakota and I were holding on for dear life after halftime. We're like, bro, there's no way that they just don't score here. We're fine. If you would have given me a million free dollars to bet and said bet it on the Chiefs not to score a touchdown, I'd say no thanks. Like I don't I even want to make that bet. Like I wouldn't do it under any. I would never do it. Like there's no way 
you could convince me that was going to happen. So just kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, like two face mask balls in the end zone that weren't caught. Pretty amazing, too. It's just it, it won't compare to next year's Super Bowl when Jared Goff's taking on Sammy D. You know, Jets Lions. It's going to be electric. What team, is, what team is Sammy D going to be on? Starting quarterback of the New York Jets, baby. Deshaun Honestly, ain't going nowhere. I know. That's going to be so interesting. If you get Deshaun, Zach, how fast is his jersey ordered? Like, is it already pre-ordered? Is it already in the it's already, cart? It's already in the cart, yeah. You already went on, like, a Chinese website and made yep. it up. And you no, made I just one. I just custom my own jersey and just put Watson on the back. <laughs> and he's, so it'll and be, he wears your number, too. It'll, yeah, right. It'll be here in four weeks, which is perfect time because that's when he's going to sign. So, or get <laughs> traded. Did you see your spring training jersey? Yeah, I'm getting down. I'm bumping down, baby. What yeah, number he's got are a you? good number now. 59. Getting there. Oh, wow. From 91 to 76 to 59. Here we go. I've been 89 both years. Mike Dick, ever heard of him? I think he, I think he was pretty good. Mike Vick? No, Mike Ditka. They said Mike Vick. I was like, what? No, he was number seven. Mike Ditka was number 89. That's what Dan Winkler would call me. He'd call me <laughs> Ditka. And I'm like, why do you call me that? He's like, he was number 89. I'm like, oh, cool. Nico sent me a picture of my locker for spring training when he got down there. And I was so pumped because, you know, the locker that Lester had with the middle divider thing? Yeah. They gave me that locker. So I was like, wow, that might be the coolest thing that's happened to me in my career is like the respect of that locker. Wow. I get a call from Rizzo today and he's like, hey, you got a new I locker, mate. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, I took John's locker. So you're next to me. I was like, damn it. <laughs> I was why, would, say, why, would Riz, why would Riz want to move? I don't know. That, there's a lot of respect in that locker. I mean, that's Johnny's locker I mean, that's for the, the last five years. That's the best years. locker in the locker room. You literally have like a cubby, like a whole free locker next to you with like shelves and like cupboard. Like it's the best locker. Yeah. I mean, sure. it is the best locker. It's, I was really, I was really excited to get a crack at that, but. I think you got to forego that one to Riz. I think he's well, got you there on. Yeah. It's already, it's, it's already happened. <laughs> it does already matter. <laughs> I'm just along for the ride here. Did you guys did you guys see the Alive documentary? The what? Drew Robinson? Mm. I didn't gonna... watch it, but that Zach texted uh about that to me the other day, how incredible that is. Zach it Bro, I didn't I just read it. I my like I mean my jaw was on the floor for like three hours just thinking about the whole story after. And it was just like the, I don't know. Like the thing that was crazy is like, I guess his friends were checking in on him. Like, is everything all right? Like, and he was like, I'm just meant to be alive. And just like, that was his only thing that he was talking about. He's like, I'm, I'm meant to be alive. I'm meant to be alive. Like just, I, I don't know. I just couldn't like that just stuck in my head. And Did you watch like, the documentary? Oh, no, I didn't. I haven't seen I it yet either. No. It is powerful. So we played against him. I guess we should offer some context for the listeners. We played against him in AAA. I played against him, I believe, in the Fall League. And then we played against each other in AAA in 17. I think we played each other against each other in the big leagues when he was in St. Louis for a minute. But then also, I think we played against him in 19, right? Um, I think he was with Memphis. Yeah, yeah, he was. So, I don't know. I've played against him for a while. And uh, I always loved his swing. I always thought it was incredible. But... I didn't. I I had no idea that even happened until this came out. And our hitting coach Anthony Aposi, um, 
he had him in Texas. And so Poe sent me uh, the link before um, just to the article when it was about to be released. And I watched it that first night. I mean, that is powerful. And I think a lot of people, a lot of baseball players struggle with it. And he did a really good job of talking about the struggle and talking about like humanizing baseball players and like that thought of only being seen as a baseball player, like that, that, that you just tie your entire existence to your work and it's not healthy. And like, that's, I think it's something that we probably all have struggled with at some point is that like people that you've grown up with or that you went to college with or whoever just view you as a baseball player only. And that like, we talk a lot about being zoo animals and that like, humanizing the guys but shoot that was it's right i mean it's right down your alley too where you know you have you you do so much for mental health you know and it's like you know a lot about it you know it's kind of hits hits home for you is he with the giants now right he's with the giants he's going he's going to camp that's so sick so sick i'm looking forward to seeing him across the field I'm gonna have to definitely check that out. I, I didn't I didn't know there was a video, honestly. I just saw like the article. It's an hour, maybe hour and a half documentary on yeah. ESPN Plus. Ooh. Highly, highly recommend. Definitely. I firmly believe there will be fans in spring training. Mm-hmm. I also when firmly they... believe that I bet almost every team opens with fans to start the season. That's what I heard. I heard from somebody that in spring they're going to try to get like a couple thought, like I think like 2000. Cause I mean, obviously the stadium, the stadiums are smaller. So I think getting like 2000 in. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's plausible. So that'd be so sick. Like I, I, I thought I said this to Zach the other night when Duke played North Carolina, that's a game that's on my TV a hundred out of a hundred times and without any fans and neither team really being that great this year, I didn't even watch it. Like fans make such a difference in sports just for the entertainment value of watching it. It's insane. Do you think that's why less people watched the NBA playoffs and the world series? A hundred percent. Cause it's just weird. Like pumped in crowd noise is weird. Like it's, you don't, it's annoying. Get, like the same reactions. Like, and the players don't react the same way because, like, you're hyped up if you hit a big shot or get a big hit. But, like, I feel like the crowd going nuts sends the adrenaline rushing through. Dude, even last night, like, there was a few big plays. I think when the Bucks scored, I was just like, that's weird. That's really weird. <laughs> I was watching. Well, there was a decent amount of fans in Tampa, but I was Wait, watching. Hang on. Speaking of fans in Tampa, we, everybody, we got fooled because I was like, oh, my God, it's a packed house. But the cardboard they, they cutouts? Were, they were cardboard cutouts with people in there. And I was just like, holy shit, they sold it out. I think they had twenty to 30,000 in there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was something like that. It was like almost half capacity, I want to say. I was watching them get ready to go on the field. And, like, they were doing the whole, you know, pregame walking down the tunnel thing. I started to get the nervous butterflies, like the before the game nervous butterflies. And I was like, like, oh, it's like, oh, God, I can feel it. Like, I'm not even participating. I don't know why I'm feeling this. No matter what game, like if they show like those kind of clips or like walking out to the field, no matter what kind of game it is, it's always just like, I mean, that's so sick. Do you ever get baseball PTSD? Do you ever get like the, like, does it ever transport you into the locker room and you're like, it's just like, like put, you're like putting your pants on and you're like feeling it. You're like thinking me, about the starting pitcher. Yeah. For me, it's like when I, 
put my cleats on and I grab my glove and my helmet to go out, it's kind of like just a completely different mode where it goes from like, all right, locker room mode to it's like, all right, no turning back now. Let's go. I was getting such bad baseball PTSD, but like, I don't, I don't get that feeling. I get it before opening day. I get it before the first game of spring. I get it before opening day. And I get it before a playoff See, game. That's that's crazy. I I get butterflies before every game. I don't really like. I don't really have them before every game. Like once the regular season starts and we're just doing it every day. Like I'm just kind of doing it. And I don't know, like, man. Like when I'm standing there for the anthem every game, I kind of just get locked. Like I don't know. I do. I do love a good anthem though. That that feeling of being on the field with the anthem and oh man, there's nothing better than that. I cannot wait for the first anthem with fans again. Holy shit! I definitely don't get butterflies every game because I play every third or fourth game. So <laughs> about sixty to seventy the time, I won't even see the field that day. So I'm just like, oh well, it's just another day. Maybe I'll you, play. Maybe I won't. Do you get bullpen warming up butterflies? Um, it definitely depends on the situation. Like if I'm closing out a game, I don't want to say butterflies, but I just get like pumped up, like extra excited. Like I've never really call it adrenaline. Yeah. Cause I don't really get like nervous. I just get like more fired up depending on the situation. Obviously if it's like a 15, nothing game and I'm just going in there kind of to mop up. It's like, just obviously it's a different feeling and you're just like, all right, let's just go out there and get some outs. But when it's like big situations to close out the game, you're locking in, and the fans are going nuts. Iowa fans. I want to see. I want to see you start being the dude that like chugs the Red Bull and spikes it on his way out of the pen. I would, how I, much? How much can I pay you to sprint out to the mound this year? No, I Jared Hughes want. style mouth yes. breathing sprint yes. to the mound. Come on, dude. Those people always end up getting made fun of for that stuff, though. Like, it's funny, like, to the guys on their team, but everyone else is like, what's hold doing, basically? Hey, you get three outs. Who cares? Yeah. But I just don't have the balls to do that. Because you do something like that, you better go shove. Because if you go do that and you suck, then it's like, what is this guy's problem? So it takes some balls. We can talk about Bauer getting a zillion dollars. Oh, yeah. We should touch on that. Uh 40 million year one, 45 year two with opt-outs after both. Love that deal. It's great for the game. It's great for him. The poor, th- poor, poor, it's not poor great Padres. for the Padres. The poor Padres making all these moves and the Dodgers just say, oops, we got the Cy Young Award winner. And explain to me how the Dodgers can afford to pay him 40 million this year, 45 next year, and the Pirates team payroll is 30 million. That's criminal. It's criminal. It, it's insanity how much he's getting. I mean, he's worth it. I'm not, like, knocking the money, but it's insanity how they can pay him. Kurt, like, all the guys they're paying right now, it's insane to me. Well, the I think every team – I don't not every team, but I think the teams that want to compete would be more willing to pay guys an absurd amount of money for one to three years as opposed to – those teams are just so afraid yeah. of those long deals and having to pay guys when they're not performing as well. But when they think they can, when they think there's a really good chance they're going to get the value, like as far as war goes, for every one war point, what I don't fuck you call it, one whatever for one war, it's supposed to be worth between eight and ten million to the team as far as value. So if you're talking about a guy that's as a 
starting pitcher. I mean, shit. If you're winning Cy Young, what are you putting up? Six, seven, eight, six, five, six. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Let's say that <laughs> honestly, it's five. I have no idea how Let's it works. Let's say that's five, <laughs> which I think is conservative. That's fifty million dollars worth of performance. Like Trout every year is like a six or a seven. He's the best player ever, and he's like a six or a seven every year. That's you're talking about seventy million dollars of value, and you're only paying Trout thirty-five or forty. So that sounds like a bargain to me. And how about there's talks that they're going to try to re-sign Turner too, and they get David Price back. I mean, they just Price. won the World Series without Bauer and David Price. You know why they're or, fucked, though, or Zach? Padres. You know why they're fucked? Why is that? Because they gave up your boy Kike. Yeah, How can they true. win without the glue guy? That's great true. point. That and is Jock. A great... And we got Jock. Maybe Jock was the key to all the success. Maybe we got him. And now what do they do? And now the Cubs are all of a sudden like, oops, oops. here we go. Uh, also, I just saw a tweet. Yachty got $9 million, which I feel like is very – that's taking care of him, right? Good for him and okay. good for the I, th- I didn't know what your rea- reaction, if that, that was a lot is... or a little. I was like, I feel like that's a lot, right? They did the right thing. The Cardinals, yeah. as much as Cubs fans hate on the Cardinals, they did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, research, the research team get you in on that, Dakota? Yeah, the research team was on it. it. They just sent it to me. Oh, you know, you know what? Uh, this isn't the big news, but this is some big news before we go because we should probably wrap this up. Is we're going to have some new shirts coming out to start spring training. We'll sneak peek one of them from Obvious Shirts, which is it's what does it say? It says research team. Oh, yeah. Something. Something along those lines. Come Let me on, get man. the research team That's a on terrible. what it people says. are going to be like. People are going to be like, "That sounds like a good shirt, guys." It sounds like what? shit. I'll get the research team on what it says. Yeah, it says the Compound Podcast Research Team. Okay, EST twenty twenty. Let me let me do a better job of that. We have a T-shirt coming out from Obvious Shirts. It's going to be released when spring training starts. I think that's the twenty second, which is a Monday, which means it'll be released the day after when the Compound comes out that week, and it says the Compound research team and we're going to need people rolling around being part of our research team with this shirt on the research team puts in a lot of work you know they uh they grind for us they're they're grinders they're grinders we need to sell you know what we need to do we need to sell some more intern nora t-shirts because intern nora is getting awfully close to heading into the working world and no i'm mm. getting sick and tired of intern nora you know mm. what mm. wow because no because all she does is just roast me with tom brady yeah, every time she posts, it is talking shit about you with Brady. I am getting sick and tired of it. I love it. <laughs> I do too. I support it. I also support when she gives me four and a half points and you guys two and a half in an episode. Yeah, I, mean, I have no words for how Ian could ever win an episode. It blows my mind that he could beat us by two full points each. There's no I mean, possible way that that makes sense. Because I have the best takes. You take conservative takes. Sorry, I take risks in my life. I will say, I will give you a half of a point. I'm not even giving you a full point because you should know it, that Byron Leftwich was the offensive coordinator. That's a, offensive that's, coordinator that might be a uh, – yeah, it's a half a but, point because it's common knowledge, but not but minus a point, Nora, minus a point for not knowing Todd Bowles because he was the MVP of that game last night. Yes. No, you know what? I'm going to yep. give myself a half point because Tom Brady was the MVP of the game uh, and I watched no. him get handed the trophy. 
Well, guess what? Guess what? Minus a half point for trying to give yourself a point. Oops. Yeah, you can't do that. Back to nothing. I'm going to give myself plus a full point for saying this episode is presented by Parse Rum, the best rum in the world. When I say Parse, you say rum. Parse. Rum. Rum. Zach, you got smoke. That's minus half. Zach didn't even say it. Any any final words before we... My screen time was three hours and 33 minutes. Oh, 3.33? Yeah. I think mine was a little high today. We also... smoked. This will be our last episode. Six hours and seven minutes. Six hours. Oh, 625. What a day for me. Oh, my goodness. Ian, what's wrong with you? I was grinding. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get our big news done so that we can release <laughs> our big news. We've been yeah. grinding. Also, this will probably be our last episode before Arizona. Arizona next week. Start the spring training. Hopefully. Dakota's pumped. That's episode. I don't even know what episode this is. We're not 50, using the same 40. Thing. We got to be close to 50. Is we got to be careful. I don't know. Oh, it's 49, I think. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna get the research, research team on it. Team. Um, go ahead and kill time while the research team. Do 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 do. This is 49. Yes, this is 49. 49. 49. Thanks, research team. Way to work quick. And 50 will take place back in Arizona. Wow, 50 to open up. Maybe some big news for episode. Wow, 50. you so have to do it at news. the compound. We did. All right, that's episode 49 of the Compound Podcast, presented by Parse Rum. We'll see you next week, live, not live. Just kidding. Recorded from Arizona, except for Zach's in Florida. And Dakota's in Michigan. Ha <laughs> ha